Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. He's, look at this. Yeah. This is like the worst boy band of all time. <laughs> I don't have near enough hair, and I'm a little chunky right now. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Look at this. All the cameras. So this is like putting your friends on the spot about music, I think. You know, because it's like, I, I envision that people probably fast forward through this part a lot, because I probably would. But do you know the words? Dave, let's get, let's get. know my name. Yeah. No, I don't care. Come on. Where are who you headed? He doesn't even know where he's headed. Who doesn't know this? I mean, if you listen well, to this, a little nar- narcissistic. I mean, I mean, it's, I, mean I've, I've read some comments, <laughs> just saying. Right to the hook, and then we're jumping in. Get listen to this right here. Low budget, live, not so live, and I'm going to do this because this is official. You better blow it up. You better blow. We actually had one take that went horribly wrong on my end. It was my fault. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, the low budget live bar and grill has never experienced greatness (laughs) like it has today. And I mean that. And if you don't know this guy, which you know this guy, but I feel like he needs no introduction, but my man, Dave freaking Mercer, first of all, first of all, thank you for coming to Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Oh, I mean, I was just on, no, I wasn't down the road. I drove all freaking night to get here. But I mean, I mean, we've been trying to do this. Evidently, we have. cell phones don't work for us because every they time don't. we get on the call. They, that is very true. I feel like there are some overwhelming powers at play with that. Maybe Maybe people are trying to make sure that you and I cannot unite. But we are in this. (laughs) But we are here. 
we are here and uh, at the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill. And so you guys that listen every week, I know you listen to Dave. And I've had Dave on. We did, we did a call. I lost a terrible bet with Dave. I had to paint my beard red because of a Chiefs bet. But Dave is here. But it's a, it's a good week for you this time around. Want to it's talk a about good the, week. I mean, yeah. last time the Chiefs were dominating, and we had a rough week. Yeah. We lost, but who cares? It's early in the year. I mean, that's nothing. Is that going to be your win. excuse now? Because oh, it's early in the year? 100%. Uh, okay, because we're 4-0. and It's a good week for – listen, the entire Titans team almost died of COVID and then still beat the brakes off the Bills. I know, and infected the rest of the league, as a matter well, of fact. Stay away from St. Patrick. <laughs> We got to beat him. No, it is amazing that they played. They played. They played a great game. Ridiculously well. And and the Bills had some. Uh, they had some injuries and things going on. But but Dave's been on, and was gracious enough to come on. And look, for me, for all of you guys, you're like, oh, Luke. Luke talks to a lot of people. He gets. This is a big deal for me having Dave here. I'm a. I am a. Uh, a bass master junkie like all of you guys are. Fishing junkie. I've watched facts of fishing for a lot of years. And to have you here, it's an honor, man. So really, I do. I, I appreciate you very much, Dave. Uh, what did your text say to me this morning? You know I love you because I'm driving a long Sick. ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in a rental car for 20 days. I'm sequestered in America to do my job. Thank you for allowing me across <laughs> the border. I mean, I'm not mouthing anybody. I'm happy to be working. But, and I mean, I've got one day before the next event starts. And I mean, I'm supposed to chill out in a hotel. But why not drive six hours to see Luke Duncan? Because... Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, six we're, hours round trip, I'd like to say. Yes. Not one way. He's he's being, I mean, not really dramatic, it's my, but... It's my job. I mean, it's really what I do. That, really. is, that is true. It is your job. But you have been in the States. We've had three back-to-back elites. Boom, boom, boom. And you've just been so you flew in. Where'd you fly into Huntsville? No, I drove. I drove. I, I rented a car. Oh, you rented a car and drove down. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Just, so just, you didn't drive. I got you. I yeah, got you. Yeah. For, because I thought we talked about this before this swing ever started, and I thought you were driving. But then when you said I'm in a rental car this morning, I was confused. So no, so no, you I just rented one at home and drove it. Yeah, just put the mile, charge the miles to Bass. Well, <laughs> I mean, sh- hey Bruce, Bruce, I know you're watching, <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Aiken, real quick, I want to tell a story. Oh, boy. I want to tell a story real Here fast. Here we go. No, 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 you're not getting I knew fired this was today. I knew that, buddy, hey, you're not what getting are you going to fi- do on your off day? Buddy, get fired. Buddy, you're not going to get fired. <laughs> Bruce Aiken is one of the coolest things. Like, you and I talked about this a little bit before we went on air, but you live in your small little world. I do this thing. I talk in front of this microphone in my garage. Some people like it. A lot of people really don't like it. No big secret. But Bruce, at the Classic this year, and I've probably told this story on here. I don't know. But have fast forward, um, but but there was crazy amount of people at the Sheridan in downtown Birmingham trying to get on the elevators after uh, day one of the show, and it's me and Darian and Big C and Bruce Aiken. We're like we're in line, like there's a ton of people behind. Him. Bruce gets on the elevator, stops the door from closing, and we're just standing there, we're standing there like BSing, and he goes, "Mr. Low Budget Live, I'm holding the door for you." What just happened? So we get on the elevator with Bruce. He's like, "Hey, man, love, love the podcast." It was it was awesome. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea why. Um, you know, I like to think it's my 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 boyish it is, charm. It is the year of the fan. At it, is the year it is the year of the fan. fan. And Bruce is a fan. thank you for being a fan. <laughs> Dave, do you think I'm biased? <laughs> no, no, I, but not I, all the time. 
No, I mean, you, everybody's biased sometimes. If you're being you honest. You have to be. Yeah, you, if you, you, you have to be. Or if you got a personal thing with something, yeah, of, of course, you're biased. But I feel like I cover the sport. I, I, I do, and I think you're honest, and, and I think that that hurts at times. And, I mean, it hurts everybody. For all of us. For, yeah. for all of us. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's a time right now, let's be honest. If there's one thing that's true in the world, it is the fact that you can't say anything right anymore. And if you're going to talk no. about some of the things that nobody's talking about, uh, you're, 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 some people are going to hold the doors and others are going to slam them. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. And, and, and it's, we're in a weird time in, in the world where everything is so polarized, too, in that if you like this and I like this, we can't be friends. It, it's very, and I want to get into that in a second, but it, we're in that time. And I don't know if social media does that, but it's very divisive. And I know you're a, you're a foreigner, Dave. Uh, you, you don't get to enjoy uh, the luxuries of being a United States citizen uh, or uh, see the screaming and yelling matches on Facebook about politics probably as much as I do. Well, you, you probably do. Oh, I see you, lots. You see that. I just stay uh, out of them. <laughs> smart man. Smart man. Retreat back to the North Country and get out of those because nobody wins in that. And I, and I think it's it's kind of what's happened in bass fishing is what happens in the United States right now is what's going on is it's divided and whatever side you fall on, you're against the other guy and there's no, for the most part, and I'm, I'm speaking in generalizations here, but there's no bridge in that gap for a lot of people. It's like, Hey man, you're over there. I'm over here. And I know you see that and we'll get into that uh, as soon as I thank the folks from Startron, Dave. Hey, Startron. Who come to the Bassmaster Classic every year? Did you know that? Great did to you have know, them there. Did you know they're at the a Bassmaster Classic? They, they're a valued partner of Bass. Startron, Starbright, bringing you Low Budget Live for three years now. Can you believe that somebody would sponsor this for three years after you've seen the shenanigans of just being here? Uh, I mean, just be honest. Yes, they should, Dave. That's the, uh, that's the answer. Uh, always the answer is yes, they should. Uh, but we thank Startron for kicking ethanol in the teeth, not messing up your outboard engine, your weed eater, your chainsaw. Thanks to the folks at StarTron. And I've also got to thank Dave. Dave, new sponsors galore. New sponsors galore. Tell me about them. Okay, I'd like to tell you about them. Sims Clothing, the official clothing of Low Budget Live, just like this shirt says. It doesn't say anything about Low Budget Live on it yet. But Sims right here, Sims Fishing Products, reminding all you lowlifers, you get one life. Fish it well. And last but not least, last week, we announced the official boat of Low Budget Live, Express Boats. I'm going to keep saying that until there's one in the garage. Yes, <laughs> I don't have it yet. You saw that this morning. But we like to thank the folks from Express Boats for signing on as the official bass boat of Low Budget Live. Clay Connor's in the Clay crew. Connor. Clay Connor. Clay Connor is, uh, you know how to Clay Connor. We, we had a, uh, a Clay conversation. I had Clay on last week um, with Lowen, and it was very cool to me that he was like, hey, can I come on when you've got Billy on and congratulate him over there? Like, well, yeah, of course you can do that. And it was, he means everything he says, man. Because I got some comments last week like, oh, this is an hour express commercial. Well, well no, it was 33 I, minutes at the most. 33 I mean, minutes. I don't think it was an hour. I think one dude in the comments said 44 minutes. He had counted. <laughs> it might have been. But it might have been. And I'll, and I'll say this. So I wanted to have Bill on. I've been wanting to have Lowen on for a long time anyways. But how perfect was it? I'm announcing Express. Lowen has a top 10 at one of the toughest events of the year, which he's known for doing. And 
it just it just worked out perfectly. So if it came across as an express commercial, it really wasn't intentional. It just kind of went that direction. But thank y'all for listening. A lot of uh, congratulations on that in the comments, and I really appreciate that. Well, the bottom line with all of that stuff, you know, because every YouTube, every every social yeah. media they put up with that, you know. I mean, do you like this? I mean, if you enjoy this, or, what I say. or it just passes your time, or whatever it does, either he's got to start asking for money, or you got to listen to some stuff every once that in a while. Is. And the cool thing about people like you, I'll say, you don't work with a lot of companies that you don't, you don't work with any companies that you don't believe in. You know what I mean? That, there's, that's there's, always how. There's a lot of people out there that will promote a lot of things. Oh my god! In the podcast, and I'm not even talking fishing. I listen to a lot of podcasts like you do, and I'm blown away sometimes at the sponsor reads. I get it. But some of the comedians I listen to, and you're like, where in the hell did you come up with that company? <laughs> I don't blame them. Got to pay the bills. That's exactly right. Got to keep the lights on. But if you do enjoy anything that I do, Dave, professional fisherman, I, I see guys harping on people on Instagram. Hey, man, quit talking about Berkeley. Hey, man, quit talking about... Like, it's their livelihood, man. And, like, I don't think this is a great Dave Mercer question. The days of being able to fake it gone are over. 1,000%. You can't, you can't. You can't fake it. And I think for those of you that don't get what I'm saying, maybe you're, young, you're younger than I am. In, in, and I'm not saying anything about, maybe we, I think you and I actually talked about this uh, on the podcast as well that we, we did earlier, I believe. In years past, you got your information in Bassmaster Magazine. That's it. You got it on the TNN Bassmasters. God bless Bob Cobb back in the day. But, and, and Kevin Van Dam or whoever could tell you, hey man, I'm using that Strat King jerkbait and it might have been a whatever. And everybody uses everything because you've got to. It's tools, it's tools in your toolbox. Not, not any company makes, well, they're getting a lot better. A lot of companies are really spreading their reach, but at, back in the day, not everybody made everything. You had Strat King was a jig and spinnerbait company. And, you know, Bandit made a crankbait or Norman or who. So you had all these different brands in your tackle box. So what we're saying is those guys would, you know, sometimes fib. But but I think to a certain degree. You don't even have to go back that far. Like if you no, really, you know, you, people, people turn the clock back way back and they're like, well, they used to live five years ago. And I mean, it's I talking, we, we had chain, yeah. pros hiding lures on yeah. live. Like literally. Yeah. Hide, and I, I mean, I love the dude. Nothing against him. At all, but Edwin Evers was a very documented. He would yeah, cover his bait. That. He would turn his back to the camera people. He would unhook it and literally have his hand in front of the bait. So, and I'm not saying that was because he wasn't using a sponsor bait. That's what I was going to ask. Is that it was? Is it that was, secretive or is that spike? It's a little of both, probably. It, probably times. a bit of both. Yeah. And I'm not. I don't know which it was at the time. To be yeah. honest, it happened several times. But you look at now, and now we have. The biggest smallmouth ever caught in competition, caught earlier this year, you yep. know, by Mueller, and and he caught it on a flatworm, which he's not sponsored by. Yeah. Um, we both are, so that's yeah. why I'm bringing it up here. Dang. And this has all been a big commercial, but we're really <laughs> going to do the show now. It's not really been that big of a commercial. I think that, I mean, that that's, that's a great point, man, is you can't, and I feel like, I won't say the younger guys, because it's even the older guys, the more veteran guys, like a Paul Mueller, it's been around for a while now, a few years. They're less inclined, I think, because of live and because you have a GoPro in the boat and because of social media and this constant flow of content to say they just they just tell the truth now. More I mean, that flatworm, like 
there were so many guys were like, hey, it's no secret. I mean, I'm throwing that flatworm. Just because it was such a dominant bait through those smallmouth events that, hell, they're not getting anything for that. They're selling Berkeley even more of them by saying they're using it. But I, I just feel like we're in a changing of the guard with that. That, that and, and I say that a lot, but it, it's all changed. But live, man, I think live did it. But I think people, you people, the low-lifers, calling people out to you see that and such man that don't work and i and, and what you're saying about a guy i'll take like hunter shrock for example hunter is mr pure fishing he he does so much but i he believes in the stuff like i'll say like hunter believes in it like what that's what he's using most of the time i would almost guarantee as long as it's not like a chatterbait or something you know what i mean like i think it's an evolution though it, I, I, yeah you know i'm when I brought up Edwin, I don't want to even just point fingers at someone because I yeah. know somebody's going to be like, well, of course, he's at MLF. But it's, yeah, but it's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with... I'd heard, I've heard that about Edwin before. But what they were dealing with was so different at the time. If you look at it, the sport has evolved not just with the anglers, but also with the companies in the way that live wasn't a thing. I mean, you made a yeah. one-hour TV show. It was a highlight reel, basically. Absolutely. And, and I love it. And, and, and uh, you know, that's what made me fall in love with the sport. But then live comes along, and anglers had to realize while competing. You, you know what I mean? Like, I remember that first classic meeting where, you know, Mike McKinnis walked in and said, hey, man, we're going to be live. And Jerry McKinnis was there. You know, it was incredible. And he was like, but there was anglers all of a sudden, what do you mean live? Yes. Like, how much live? And I remember watching it with Van Dam, the first live uh, event. And he that was the classic he didn't make. And, and I'm watching him Watch Dean Rojas fish a shaky head, and I could see in his eyes, he was like, whoa, this is all different. Because now all of a sudden it's not photo that's galleries, and, and you, can, you can tell somebody's fishing a shaky head, but you could tell just how erratically he was shaking it and stuff. But I think that's also the anglers have evolved, but so have the companies. If you look at a company, you use Pure Fishing as an example, you look at their lineup of soft plastics oh five years ago, yeah. where it is today. Well, they made those baits for several reasons. One reason, obviously, to sell them, they're a company. But the other reason is they were forced to make sure you're making the right baits. Because if you're not, you're going to just basically pay somebody to sell somebody else's no baits. Doubt, no doubt about it. So it's cool to see how the it's not just black and white. You know what I mean? There's an evolution. I and I think that to give Mueller and guys like that the kudos and Zaldane and he, the list goes oh, on. He's and great. On. Yeah, Zaldane's but, great about he, it. I mean, Zaldane, great. He'll say. I mean, yeah. Polnick's, He'll throw it up there. But they've all evolved. You know what I mean? Where a few years ago it was like, how do I coexist with life and, and compete still? Now it's life's a big part of me existing, mm -hmm. and, and I need to be part of it. So it's really cool to see the evolution, really, and how it changes everybody, not just the anglers, but the companies that are in the industry. Well, and I think, you know, Strike King, I mean, I'm with Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense, Lord have mercy. I mean, they expand all the time. Soft plastics. Now, I mean, everybody is realizing, like, you better make good stuff, but people are very brand loyal, so you better make a lot of different things, and everybody's kind of getting out of their lane, so to speak, I feel like. And, I, and, and Berkeley, for sure, in the last couple of years, have just been like, Hey, we want to make all these shapes and we want to change them up and we're going to add the max scent and all. They've really like they blow my mind every time I get on Instagram. I feel like there's a new freaking Berks. I mean, it is. It's, it's crazy to me. But and and six is like that. Striking's like that too. I mean, they're all the the big ones are all doing that now. But I think it's it's like you're saying it's it's because people are calling BS so much. Like you can't be a Berkeley pro two years ago 
and be like, yeah, I'm catching them on a prototype buzzing frog. It's a horny toad, buddy. Like, we know that, you know, or whatever. It's a reaction innovations, whatever. I always thought that was the best name for a lure company. Prototype. Come prototype, prototype, yeah, baits. prototype I'm sure lures. it's out there. But. Probably is. But that, that would have been amazing. How many times did we see that? Prototype, prototype. So that's, uh, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff, Dave Mercer. Dave Mercer's got some really good stuff, as you know. I wrote down a couple uh, chicken scratch uh, questions for you. And I wanted to ask, and, and it's on the side of your hat. For me, the things that stick out, like my kids when they watch weigh-ins, my wife when she watches a weigh-in, are, are your catchphrases. And you, and truly, some of the biggest moments in the sport, since you've been involved with it, you have called some of the, the biggest ones. And, and one that stands out for me that I thought was so cool it was so simple, I, and I'm being the songwriter in that world. Like I love wordplay, but the unbelievable with, with Jordan Lee. Like, is that? And I and maybe I've asked you this before, and if I have, I apologize. But this stuff, do you sit in a hotel? Like you've got a gaggle of new anglers the last couple of years. Do you sit around and go, man? I oh, it would be good for that guy. Do you? I guess I'm asking is, is it as simple as you make it look? There's a team of writers. <laughs> and the team of writers, we get together. Dave Chappelle. We have a table uh, read, and we just we decide. We throw things around. What happens if this guy It's like wins? the WWE. <laughs> John Cena. No, to, to be honest, um, none of it really, you know, the unbelievable thing is honestly, I think, I mean, I think they all sound horrible, to be honest. I mean, but I think that's a good thing. Like, as a, as a person that does this for a living, it'd be a lot worse if I was the guy who was like, shh, shh, shh everybody come around and listen to my, my parts coming. <laughs> but Unbelievable was the coolest to me because I literally did not think he was going to win. And, and no, if you ask no, Jordan no, backstage, yeah. even when the Super 6 were coming out, me and him were joking about, wow, you're still here. And, and there's several pictures of us kind of, like, nudging because – there was 14 guys ahead of them. They were yeah. they, they just like, weigh him in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we see that at every classic. Yeah. Every classic. And, and so even if I had of pre-scripted or pre-thought things through, I, I never would have thought of something for Jordan just because it was so unlikely. That's cool. And, and I swear to you, the first time I say it, and I, and I don't even know if that tapes around, but if you listen to the right, when it comes out of my mouth, you can hear that. I can hear it anyways. You can hear that it is literally being formed in my head because that's how I felt. Well, there is this pause. Be leave. I mean, it was how you said it, but I, and I'm not, and I'm not asking you, was it scripted really? No, I told you. But just like are all, all of them, because it's like the boom shakalaka and the giant bass that has become synonymous with you. Like, was that something when they, and I guess I'm asking for myself here too, for my future gigs in life. I mean, do catchphrases start on a notepad or is that something that you're at Toledo Bend and somebody brings up a nine pounder and, and that's your raw emotion the first time? Is that how that happened? A, a bit of both. I mean, okay. to, to be honest, I mean, most of them, they're just really there to piss people off on chat boards. <laughs> I mean, cause that, you really, you want to get hated. Just I would like Canada. to say right here in this point, <laughs> I would really like to say at this point, as many Luke Duncan fans as I, I'm very glad to have, I have a lot of Luke Duncan haters. You have a lot of people that don't like to hear you say giant bass. They hate it. I see that in the like when I had you on the podcast and I called the podcast giant podcast with Dave Mercer, and I personally love it. But 
You got some haters. Okay, do you want the whole truth about? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I is. do. Okay, here's where it came from. Just first of all, when I was a little kid, I played a game called NBA Jam. And in oh, NBA Jam, oh my god, how did I miss that? And in NBA Jam, he's on. I, I mean, my- I could totally lie about all this, but I tell the truth always. That's kind of who I am. But in NBA Jam, you know, he would say, "Boom, chakalaka, giant jam." So, as a little geek that played NBA Jam and fished a lot, I would say that, like, with buddies fishing, you know what I mean? It was just a stupid thing, and it just kind of hung around. And and then I started saying it on stage. And, and I said it at tournaments before I worked for Bass, but I think, you know, you work for Bass, and then all of a sudden it's everybody a thing, sees yeah. it. And, and for the record, I don't say it half as much as you see it. I mean, if you watch a Bass course, replay, yeah. it just it gets yeah, the highlights, replayed it's over obviously. and over again. And, and there's times where I'm like, I, I better not say it. And then I'll go to leave the way in and there'll be a kid that comes up and be like, ah, I was just hoping you were going to say it. And I was like, well, I got to say it like every way in because you, you don't want to be that idiot. You know what I mean? People come to watch. Yeah. So that's really the whole history. But, but that one, I mean, I would say a lot of them have come from just. I'm an idiot that yells stupid stuff. I mean, I ask, ask my family. Um, but the unbelievable one really was it, when I said it, I literally was saying was unbelievable. The yeah. That's all I was saying. But as it came out of my mouth, as I was forming it, all of a sudden I caught on. And if you hear the second and third time, I really stretched the lead yeah. it to, to kind of sell it more. But but some of them come off the top of your head. Um, uh, I had a really real. good one for KVD if he had won number five and he screwed it up. I actually, <laughs> actually that's the only one I've ever pre-thought because I was like, man... One day this is going to happen, and you that'd be, you know, because I really want red of the, if you look at the first classic I ever did, Kevin's last classic win, that was, KVD slammed yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah, your voice was gone. Yeah, yeah. It was my first classic. Yeah, I didn't know how to manage scre- my voice. Yeah. Three-hour fog delays every day, and uh, I had no voice, and, and I found out since then I'm allergic to dried ice, so um, my voice does a little better. Really? But I, I wanted Kevin to win another one, so they'd stop playing that horrible one. That is uh, from from singing in bars. I have a smoke allergy, yeah. and every year when I go to the classic, you're hanging out at night, hanging out during the days. You're talking a ton, but if I get around anything like like, but that dried out, that whole thing, smoke machines, dude, I'll be done immediately. It's uh, the worst thing for you. It, it is. It's terrible, and that's that's so interesting because I remember that classic when you lost your. I mean, everybody. I mean, I know you don't want to. Well, you you want to erase that from. It's the, the worst the feeling world. ever. I, I want to say I feel like the biggest fool because of the boom chocolate. I listen. I feel like you're not the only one. I feel like there's buddy, a bunch of people being like, "Are you kidding me?" I logged most more hours idiot. playing NBA Jam. I mean, it's one, of my fa- it's one of my favorite games of all time. And my kids, as a matter of fact, it came out on PlayStation a few years ago, and it wasn't the same. But I went, I, like, I saw it somewhere online that it was a thing, and I went and bought it. And I don't play video games with my kids very much. Um, because everything's changed and I'm old and crotchety. Uh, I'm not into Call of Duty, guys. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Do you know who is? Just found this out yesterday. James Overstreet. No, blow way. your way. Come on. I thought you were going to say like Ronnie Moore or something. Ronnie like that. Moore plays it and streams himself playing it. Yeah, Overstreet's like in the top 11 percent of the world. Just saying, Ronnie. Bull. It's pretty good. Hey, man. <laughs> He's a, hey, man, I snipe that dude up there, man. We were up on a mountain. We were in the Smoky Mountains shooting pictures the last few days. And out of nowhere, he's like, man, I really miss my Xbox. <laughs> and I'm like, well, like, you know, like, 
He's honestly one of my best friends on earth. Oh, I mean, he's such a cool guy. We spend tons of time together on the road, and he'll say a lot of stuff, and I'll say a lot of stuff that we both ignore. Yeah. But everybody in the room's like, well, well, "You have an Xbox?" And he's very good. I would, very, have, very I would good. have never, I would have never guessed that. So I, I just Sorry to know, get off topic. no, Go back um, to NBA this. Shit. Listen, that is that was worth getting off topic for. So I, I I've met Overstreet several times, but. He reached out to me uh, about a podcast last year, and and he's like, "Hey, man, I don't even do podcasts." <laughs> and the message was so great, and I really I, I'm going to have him on just because he's he's just for those of y'all that don't know who we're talking about. If you keep up with bass fishing at all, you do. But he's James Overstreet, amazing man, amazing photographer, has been around this sport industry forever. But one of the, he's just a character. Like he's just, he's just a cool guy. And I, I judge people uh, by my friends' opinions a lot. We all do that. And I can tell you right now, he has a list of friends that are also my friends that are mutual. Friends. So he, he's, he's definitely as advertised and just a cool guy. And I want to get him on here and just let him roll about whatever. You know, I think uh, Pat Renwick, Strangcast, they've had him on and I, I've watched that. So he's just cool as the other side of the pillow, man. He really is, and and he's everything that an idiot like me isn't. Like I, I'm all pop and fizzle, but no substance. He is. He's all guilty. Substance. You know what I mean? Like I just talk a lot and I keep talking and get hyper and yell more. But but he's all like everything he says. I mean, cool. it's just like right on, man. Like it's just there's no I, the the friend I have that is that way that is not. He's pop and sizzle, but he has substance. Is Carter Andrews. Yeah. And I like to fancy myself well, as being as cool. And sizzle. He does. Oh my God. But he but he's just like you're just in a room with him and he just owns it. And everybody's listening, like, tell us another story, Carter. Because he's just that guy, but he he's just Chunky th- Thor. Just, he is he's like dude. a mythical he character. Is, dude. And 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 fishing with him, I've been fortunate too. It is a it is an intense experience. It is not a relaxing day on the boat. I would just say that that dude is in your face, screaming, yelling, and you. I'm like a child when I get around him, not wanting to let him down. I don't want to say anything stupid, and I'm going to say something stupid because I'm just Luke. And like you're saying, I'm bumbling and fumbling around, popping sizzle, and I'm like, "Hey, Carter, I, I caught a bass one time on the Tennessee River," and he's like, "Let me tell you about the time we were in Uruguay." <laughs> What? He's fishing with cane poles for gigantic. What? And I'm like, okay, we'll listen to that story instead of my just coolest guy. So I understand, like, guys like, oh, they're special, man. There's a reason they are who they are. And you guys went to the mountains. Yes. You were telling me. Went up and just kind of chilled out. I mean, I got sick at the last event, um, which was kind of like a whole big drama. Because I want to talk about that, yeah. Strep, yeah. It turned out to be strep throat. I'm all good. Everything's fine. Don't talk in this mic for the next 40 days. Um, no, I'm not contagious. But it was. But the weirdest thing is today's day and age, when anybody gets a sniffle, I'm sure there's tons of people listening Same. that are like, oh, yeah. I have it. Like as soon as you start to sniffle, you're like, oh, boy. And you're on the road. You're like, yep, yeah. this is it. Yeah. So, I mean, I throat sore and everything. I go to get it checked out. And luckily, I mean, that's the first good thing about COVID I found out because when they tell you you don't have COVID, you're like, Oh, just strep throat. Cool. Um, so Davey filled in for me at the way, which was awesome. It was, um, good. It was and, good. Really cool to see. And, 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 and great for him to do it there, you know, in his home of course, state. Yeah. So, um, it's his backyard. Um, and thankfully he was there because there's a lot of events where there is nobody to kind of fill in. So, uh, I, I got to watch a bit of the way in from the hospital. Um, and, uh, but got, got out of there and, 
So after that event, I needed to kind of chill out. And me and Davey were actually going to go fishing, but I said, Davey, I got to go and just hang out in a hotel for a few days and, and literally sleep and get better because I was, I mean, I didn't have COVID, but I still was sick during that event. Strep right? brutal. It's it terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not COVID. I mean, it's good. It was fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it is, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, your throat gets sore and whatever. Um, but, but so while... There we go. We're good to go. While that's, you know, I, that, so I went up, Street said, I'm going up to the mountains, man. We're going to check into this hotel. And he said, when you want to come out and take pictures, take pictures. When you don't, don't. So I slept a lot and, and I went and took pictures with Overstreet a lot. But it, literally, you know, we just kind of recharged in between events. But it was one of the coolest experiences. I mean, every time me and Overstreet go somewhere, it literally, it's an adventure. Like there's always, you know, we ended up on this biker's bucket list road on the way yeah, home. Yeah, saw that. Which was the the tale of the dragon? Mm-hmm. Had no idea. We're just cruising along. Overstreet's like the king of man. We're just going to take our time. <laughs> we shoot. Some. He's not an interstate we'll guy. Stop some, and yeah. we literally we're going through roads and all over. And the whole time I'm supposed to call you, and and I'm thinking. <laughs> Duncan is at home saying, like, Mercer is such a liar. Like, there's no, no way anybody could I was just like, I told my wife, hey, Dave's coming tomorrow night. I think we, he can stay. We'll go fish. Like, I had all these, like, girlish plans. And then we're going to do this. Then we're going to make cookies. And then you're like, hey, man, I, I, I'm sorry. I, talk to you. <laughs> Whatever street leaves the mountain, that's when we leave the mountain, okay? That, and I'm with that program. <laughs> but we're driving back, and we're going to Dayton, and we're literally winding through roads. And, it, like, I don't even know how he where we are and we see this harley dealership out of the middle of nowhere you're like that's a weird spot for a harley dealership and there's literally hundreds of bikes you know parked there and it's a it's a motorcycle resort so we start going up this road and it becomes obvious within like a minute that this is not a regular road i mean it's winding but it's it's called the tail of the dragon it's 318 turn 318 curves in 11 miles and it is awesome. I just felt, I, for the first time in my life, I was like, I wish I had a motorcycle. Yeah, I've heard people talk about it, being from Tennessee, but I've never, and I've seen videos. It's and This time of year, I think you get a lot more of the oh. crowd because of the, the color change and all that. Was the color change going on over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was It was beautiful. It was It was honestly one of the coolest things ever. That's we didn't awesome. find out what it was until halfway through we stopped and I asked some biker dude. <laughs> I said, hey, well, what is this road? And he looked at me like I was the biggest idiot ever. And uh, th- but I bought a sticker at the end for my kids, so now I'm a big fan so of the Tale of the Dragon. And your kids will be a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, you, do your family, because uh, your kids are you're getting older, like mine are. Mm-hmm. How do they deal with dad being gone for three straight weeks? Is it is it harder now than it was when they were little, or I, how how does that work for you? Um, I think I think it. I don't know for them. I mean. Uh, I hope it's not that tough. I think that I find I have a hard time with. I've really I a hard too. time with Always. it. Like I can't. That, that's why I quit fishing tournaments years ago. Not yeah. I, not do I only think I would have not been good enough, but but years ago I realized like I don't want to be gone for a month. I don't want to be gone for two months. So a three week road trip's a long time for me, and and it's tough. But to be honest, this whole week like I've been thinking, driving through all this stuff. I'm like, man, like I literally am starting. And my wife's about to find out about my big plan that I'm gonna pitch to her <laughs> when, we, when I get home. But but maybe just get a motor home, like and literally not That'd be gone, be cool. like not be gone for the whole year, but but take off for the event. I mean, this would have been the perfect year to do it. Really, I mean, because schools are so screwed up as it is, but. My kids are, I'm in that point where my kids are, you know, I've got a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, and 
and I, all of a sudden you're like, wow, there's like a pressure. You're like, man, they're going to not care about me soon. And, and I want to show them things. I want to show them things. I, I've honestly got to see some of the coolest things ever. And my biggest regret is not being able to share it with my family. And I, it's, I think for people that don't travel, they don't understand that maybe, but there was a, there's a songwriter, Robert Earl Keane out of Texas, mm-hmm. one of my favorite songwriters. And he has a song called Wish You Were Here. And the song is, and I have felt this with my wife so many times because you almost feel it's a, it's a guilty thing. Like you're on stage, like Waddington, right? Thousands of people. And you're in that moment, and that's a very proud moment for you. You're calling the scene. It's a big deal in your career. It's a big deal for your, your organization you're a part of. And it was the same when I'm out doing things. Like you see something cool or you're at a tournament or something happens and they're not there or even working for TH. But this song that Robert has, he, he's like, in the lyrics, it is all, hey, you won't believe we played Bourbon Street last night in New Orleans and sold out. It was crazy. And then this was crazy. And then this happened. And then this. And then he says, but what I really mean is I wish you were here. A hundred percent. And that song, the first time I heard it, like it stopped me in my tracks because that is our life because we have very cool lives. We have lives that a lot of people would would jump like absolutely head over heels with. But that that's a big deal. I wanted to ask you that because these three weeks is a long time. It's been, oh hell, it's been a while since I've done like a 21 day straight one. It's been a while. I, I, I've done them off and on. My kids were pretty small the last time I did that. But that's one, that was a big decision for me other than the obvious with FLW stopping as I was doing the filming stuff. I had the TH stuff going and just got to the point. I'm like, man, all these extra weeks and going and pre-fishing and, and trying to do all of this, like something has to give, something has to give. And with you, was it filming your shows for you? Because that's how you decided to kind of take your fishing career. You talked about being a tournament angler, is is that was that important for you because you could control that narrative? It's hundred percent why I did it. Yeah, I mean, it, um, and luckily it worked out. But that was, I can't. I was a geek that grew up loving fishing, like literally in grade. I, I run into people from grade school all the time, and they're like, "I can't believe you're doing what what you said you wanted to do." And it's I, awesome. I, it is awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the very lucky people. But I never had a plan. You know what I mean? There was never. Oh, I'm going to do this. This like. I mean, I love Bassmasters. I love tournaments. And but when I was like 21, I'm like, man, this this life isn't easy. It, it, oh, it's it's, it's incredibly tough. And that's honestly why I think I do okay at the gig I have at Bass, just because I have that much reverence for all those guys that have taken the risk and and have have missed the time with their families and 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 hostage their life really for no this doubt dream. About it. Um, so, yeah, no, I was like, well, what am I going to do to make a living? And I literally at that time went and pitched a local TV station on these tips that I was wanting to do, uh, the 60-second fishing reel, they were called. And uh, we started doing them on the news, and that evolved into a half-hour show. And, and, and weirdly enough, it seems like it's evolving back into tips somewhat. You know, we're Sh- still shorter, doing the show, but everybody stuff. wants short yeah. stuff now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it, but it's always been a means to an end for me. It's not like I was like, man, I really want to – have a show or I really want to do this. I mean, I really want to be good and, and I want to be present, you know, in that moment yeah. and, do, and do, do, do what I'm doing, you know? And, and I think that'll always evolve. And, and luckily it evolved into the Bassmaster gig. And I mean, none of that was planned. Like when I sat at my first classic in 2000 and sitting in the crowd, I was never, I was never like, man, 
you know, I want to, I was, I wanted to be part of it. I just, I'm like, yeah. man, I need to be part of that. And I always thought that Ray's job and Fish's job was super cool. And, and I guess through over the years, so you do some charity events and stuff and one thing led to another. And I mean, the two things I've always been able to be comfortable doing is, is speaking and fishing. And, uh, uh, somehow I ended up here. So, but, but, but the, right the here at the low the, budget lab. Yeah, the weird thing. <laughs> well, is, it all just comes back to here, Dave. <laughs> well, this is where I've always wanted to be. I mean, that's the weirdest thing. You hang around with very successful people. And honestly, there's a trend because I'll tell you the happiest place on earth for me is literally in my backyard. We're oh, lucky yeah. we live on the water and, and I have a big fire pit and I just sit back there and I, and I burn stuff, burn logs, burn, Same. you know, w- w- cardboard you yep. know stuff like that <laughs> and and i literally have sat and, and i've talked to a lot of really successful people and i tell them this and they're like yeah you know what it's where i'm happiest too and i'm like if we had it all known we could have just been homeless from the beginning i mean we could have all just got our own barrel and hung out <laughs> by the fire um but but uh we really miss our chance yeah yeah I'm, I'm, it's still coming i'm sure we do all this and everybody listens like Hey, stop your bitching or just go home. <laughs> no, and I'm not. <laughs> I me either. Love it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I think you, you and I have a similar personality type. I feel like me and Zona have a similar personality type. Me and Swindle, a lot of people that are that are, and you guys are light years more successful than I am and ever will be in in this industry. But remember, I drove to your bar. I, well, I, and and that is something I will never forget. <laughs> but I, I think that. There's something about that you're on all the time, right? I mean, that's fair to say you've got to be. But when you're home, you're yeah. you're you're dad. Oh, I go dark, like really me, dark. I, like I, I don't think people realize that about me. Like I, I don't like to be on the phone. Like when I'm home, I, and now my closest friends in the world will tell you, "Good luck getting a hold of him Friday, Saturday, Sunday." And you're not going to because I do. I, I try to. As much as I'm, ah, in your face, Instagram story, like, and I love that, and I love communicating with people through. It's like my, it's my life. Like I love it, but I, I love my, and I, I took a trip with my family last week, and I shut it all off for seven days, and it was so good, man. It's so good just to get to them, you yeah. know, because th- that's our core. That's know? all that really matters it's anyway. All that, that, that matters. It's all that matters. People lie a lot of times, and I lie. I mean, I'll tell you, one of the biggest lies people tell you is they do their job, and they say things like this, and I'm sure you've said it, you've heard people say it, I've said it. I'm doing this for my family. Yeah. No, I'm not. You know what? That's a lie. You're doing it for you. I mean, if I was doing it for my family, I'd literally... Have a job where I was in town, Absolutely. you know, close to my family. You're at every ball game. You're at every whatever. You're coaching Little League. You're doing, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not complaining about my gig at all. That's I love right. it. it. It is. Me, it, me too. And I'm thankful that my family allows me to do it. And I'm thankful we figured out a way to make it work. Make it provide for your family. A hundred percent. Luckiest thing in the world. Yeah. And the only thing I regret is just not having them. And it's not even for the weigh-ins and the stuff. It's, it's, it's for the drive through that road. It's for the, absolutely. Like, we went to the, the restaurant, the greatest burger that yeah. you've ever had, the, 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 whatever, the cool hotel you stayed at to, that you're telling them about through FaceTime and they can't see it. So I hope for you that you get to do the RV thing. I, I want to do. My wife is not an an, an RV person. Is your lovely bride? Oh no, no, no. I don't. I'm not an RV person either. But no, I'm just, not either, really. But I, I want them there. You know, I, somehow. I get it. I get it. Uh, your wife owes you. 
Though, because she ruined uh, meeting Joe Rogan. <laughs> she totally did. She totally did. Oh, my God. Now you're going to ruin my marriage. <laughs> We're not going to say anything else about it. But you told me that amazing story. We don't have to tell that on the podcast. Or we'll do, save it. But I or totally. Do it. We'll tell it at some point. True facts. <laughs> I had a man willing to introduce a man who's friends with Joe Rogan. We were in a social situation. <laughs> wanted to introduce me to Joe Rogan. Said introduction did not happen, <laughs> and this is the closest I'll ever get. LBL. <laughs> Listen, the redneck Joe Rogan. I think you called me that, or somebody called me that at one point. The redneck Ro- Joe Rogan. I've been called that, and I and that makes me smile. Uh, I will never tell that story uh, either. It's a good one. It's a good one. So I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. If I had a Pod- podcast or something, I'd tell that kind yeah, of story. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. You and I, I, I like this. Chemistry? I like this. There's chemistry here. There's chemistry here. Um, should we tell the low lifers? Because we said we weren't going to say anything about anything, but I mean, I think we should. Like, you're not just here. No, no, no. This he didn't is just come here. A major empire for, we're in, <laughs> we're about to build. I think. Or listen, Guggen Squad. <laughs> <laughs> you silly Guggen. You just had a head start. <laughs> <laughs> silly Guggens, here's your warning. <laughs> Yes. LD and the MC are coming. So clear YouTube. <laughs> clear your channels today. Uh, so Dave and I, I'm gonna throw this out there to you low lifers. Dave is very he's one of the most creative people that I've ever had the um just luxury of knowing. I'll say okay, that. I'm just gonna throw it out here. I'm horrible with compliments, so stop that crap. No, seriously, okay, this seriously, dude. Like you, suck oh yeah, you, it's the partnership is gonna be. It's probably gonna be over with I before mean, it starts, anyways. Let's just be honest. So way past my commitment time. Exactly. Like what I was thinking. Like we, we, I said, hey, we're just gonna do a quick one, and then it turns into to awesomeness. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. If we're just being honest. So Dave, he does facts of fishing, uh-huh. FYI, and you are. Uh, <laughs> you described it as you are brute. You're honest. You're brutally honest, uh-huh. and you and and people. Some may say that you're biased, and obviously uh, you kind of have to be because you're employed by, by Bass, Bass Angler yeah. Sportsman Society. But you you talk about everything, and and these are quick snippets. These these FYIs are very cool, and you talk about everything from Just fishing like, yeah, to yeah. yeah. But it's different. <laughs> Tell the listeners why it's different. I do it with a smile. <laughs> You're you're a little more grumpy at times. <laughs> I mean, you really you you're, you're kind of like I'm one of the happiest people I ever. Know. But on the podcast, I'm labeled as just just sadistic, grumpy. You have been at times. I have been. I have been. I'm doing better with that. But that's but why it's my is, outlet. But it's my outlet. It's my purge. And I that's guess. also why this is successful. I, I, Let's yeah. be honest. You guys are watching because <laughs> there is a million podcasts where they're just going to talk about the Crank same baits, stuff. jigs, whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of fishing podcasts. There really is. And yours, what you're trying to do here is different. And, and it, that's also why I'm here. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, I'm a fan as well. As a friend, you know, absolutely. I, 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 I love, can't believe you're saying that, but yeah, absolutely. No, but I love what you do. But what I love Thank most you. about it is the honesty, you know. And it's not about. I mean, I'm going to call it out here right now. It doesn't matter what side you're on. You said something at the beginning of the, of the podcast. You said about. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, I was going to work back to that, and I'd get sidetracked. But yeah, you, you said about that, the sides, divisiveness. Yeah, divisiveness, and and you have to be all in on one side. One of the things, you know, we were laughing at the two stupidest comments that I've heard in this whole bass mlf thing is anybody that is a bass 
fan and, and pulls the, well, they only catch little fish over there. I mean, that's just simply so not stupid. true. The, it's format, the format argument, I hate that one. I've hated it forever. And the other one is, is on the bass side where, where somebody on the MLF side will say, well, a bunch of nobodies. Bunch of nobodies. Bunch of nobodies. I Nobody's mean, ever heard of those guys. It's it's really it's, it's like my buddy used to pick up girls, you know, try to pick up girls in a bar, and she turned them down. And be like, oh, whatever. She's stupid. <laughs> exactly. She's yeah. ugly. Anyways. Date a girl for three years, and she breaks up with you, and you're like, you remember how ugly she was? Like, buddy, you were telling us all that you were marrying that chick, and then she left you for some Romeo. You know, that's uh, it, it's unfortunate that it's that way. You made a point, and we talked about this off air, but you said, well. People don't know a lot of these. Uh, some of these guys are new to yeah. fishing fans. But that was the case every year with the Elite Series because there's a new crop. Every year there's always a college dude qualifying, federation guys, guys coming up through the opens. It, there, there wasn't always this mass exodus of FLW anglers, right? There, you had a few. You had the straight, straighter came over. It's the MDJ. You, it's the biggest stage in bass fishing. And you had guys leaving FLW, but you had a lot of – incredible anglers at FLW. You still have a lot of incredible anglers at that pro circuit level uh, and at BPT, obviously. But for me, for people to say, huh, bunch of nobodies, the weights haven't changed at all. If it takes 15 pounds a day on Santee Cooper, which it didn't, but you know what I'm saying? Like in the spring of the year, it's going to take 15 pounds a day if it's a Costa or if it's an Elite Series. Where you see the difference, in my opinion, is the top end weights, that top 20. That's where it changes. For me, in my opinion, that's where those guys, it does separate those levels a lot. And you may disagree, but I do think you can have a 100-boat bass tournament on any lake in the country, and the lake itself is going to produce. But, so I don't think the fishing, it hasn't changed, but you don't know these guys' stories. But what we're finding in what? Now year three, going into year three, the Lee Livesays, Harvey Horns, Caleb Summerall, who was there with this. These stories, and I'm throwing these guys out there, and there's so many more. Luke Palmer, like these guys that were learning. Frank the Tank, like Frank Talley. These guys, like amazing anglers, amazing people that... I'm going to say, you don't have to say this. I'm going to say this. Dave's not even on the show. Don't have the egos because they haven't been around as long, right? Like, and egos are earned sometimes. I, I'll say that. But I'm saying, like, I, I feel like saying that somebody is a nobody is a very, very strong slight. But I think by you saying that, that's misconstrued. Here's okay. For, but, okay. Because if you say that, don't have the egos, people are right away, that's a slam. And And I would say... Apart from all that, when you look at any sport, what more do you want to cheer for? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that's the underdog. what you want to cheer yeah. for—the new story, you know. And I mean, that's what everybody forgot. I mean, you know me and Kevin. Kevin Van Dam is honestly one of my Absolute. best friends on earth. Hands like, down. It was yeah. his birthday yesterday. Like yeah. I mean, happy dude. birthday, KVD. Yeah. This is a week later, buddy. I know you're probably not listening. Don't even know who I am. Happy birthday. Kevin Van Dam, listen to this podcast right now because you want to hear what I'm saying. There's a good clickbait thing to put up and hopefully get oh, us yes. a lot of plays. But I'm going to do this so we can grab it. <laughs> Kevin Van Dam is one of my best friends on earth. I mean, it, it, it's I'll never, ever say anything bad about him. But, you know, when this whole thing was going down and everybody were making decisions and everything – 
it was that moment that it really triggered in my head but the answer, in my opinion. And I could be totally wrong because, it, I mean, again, this is just our opinions. But, man, I, I never grew up dreaming to fish to MC a Kevin Van Dam tournament. I grew up dreaming to MC a Bassmaster event. Before there was Kevin Van Dam, yeah. when there was Rick Klon, and Tommy it was Martin. still Rick Klon, but Tommy Stacey Martin, King. Stacey yeah. King, yeah. you know, Danny Brower, you, you know, it doesn't, it, it, it goes back to Dusty Pine, you know, and the St. Lawrence yes. River throwing a rat. Yeah. That's what made me fall in love with Bassmaster. And Robert that, Lee and, on the Delta. Uh, yeah, and, and the that, stories. I, mean, I know that's not as old, but still, those. The stories change, and that's what is always going to be, and, and this is our biggest crop of, of, of influx of, of new young talent for sure and, and that's going to continue to change and, and that's going to continue to evolve but that's what tournaments and competition is I mean nobody wants to watch the Patriots win the Super Bowl every year no that's why everybody loves the Kansas City Chiefs not me but yeah a lot of people yeah that's why I keep showing up uh, in front of my television to watch the Tennessee Volunteers play college football every Saturday because I think maybe this is our year <laughs> And it just pretty much ends up stepping on my feelings. But uh, the Tennessee Vols go Vols. But uh, no, I get that, man. It's it's not. And I, I believe you, you were quoted in, in interviews as saying that too. Like you weren't calling the Kevin Van Dam tournaments. You were. It was Bassmaster, you know. And you were going to be standing on stage at the Classic, regardless of who's there. It's the Bassmaster. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, regardless if. The Chiefs are in it, or the Titans. Like you know what I'm saying. It's still the same thing year after year after year. Now, granted, I'll say this, and this is something that Brandon Polnick told me on here. When everybody left, and it's all the guys he grew up looking up to, they all make this shift. A lot of those younger guys that made the shift, part of the reason they did, because they didn't have problems with bass. A lot of them. I think they made that show because they want to fish against those guys. Yeah. Because when you win, you know, you want to say, <laughs> beat Kevin Bender. Just like if you show up and fish a local club tournament home, you're like, <laughs> Mercer, got him. You know, that's that's just in our DNA as you want to knock off that guy. People in the NBA want to play LeBron. You know, so I get that. But you made a point, though. You said, well, well everybody was a nobody. Everybody's, Everybody. a, everybody's a nobody at some point until somebody – Gives them some kind of recognition or you do something. Exactly. We're all nobodies. At the, I mean, I've used this example a lot of times, and it's true. It was a story that happened in the Classic where somebody said that to me this, in, in, in Knoxville. This would be the last great Classic. And I was <sighs> like, why do you say that, sir? And I, and I listened to yeah. him, and he said, well, just because all those guys are gone. And I said, okay, so tell me who your three favorite Classics, what your three favorite Classics are. And he thought about it, and he said, I remember it was Edwin, Edmund winning, he thought that was Tulsa. awesome, a big comeback at the end. He mentioned Jordan, obviously, you know, a big comeback. And he said, and he said, you couldn't put that list together without Brian Kershaw. And that's when I smiled because I'm like, he finished last place. He, he fished two classics. He fished the year before, represented the Bass Nation in both of them. From Connecticut. Yeah, to, from Connecticut. <laughs> from Connecticut. The year before, he finished last place. Nobody on earth knew who Brian Kershaw was outside of Connecticut on day one of that second classic he fished. By the time the confetti was sweeped off the floor, Brian Kershaw was a legend in our sport. And, and obviously, yeah, I'm not, I mean, obviously that grew with what happened of to course, him. Of course. Unfortunately, that's just the way. When we lose is. people, that's how it is. It, but 
I'm telling you, man, the people that win that trophy and and it, and it couldn't happen at the better time in our sport. Like, I hate that it happened. As a fan, I hate that I, I can't find out if Kevin's going to win five. I can't find out if Aaron yeah. ever wins. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that we're right back to where we were years ago. If you remember, it was FLW and Bass, and everybody was like, man, the Elite Series is awesome. We could just get those 20 guys over there. Well, now people have got the same question, man. I just want to see how Wheeler would do against, you know, the Johnstons. I, I just want to see, yep. you know, how. And, and we may never get those answers. I mean, or we may, we don't know. Like there's so, so many unknowns in this thing. I still think, in, in my opinion, I'll talk about it on here all the time. I think there'll be more shake. Like I do. I, I don't know. I, none of us know. N- nobody expected 2020. Nobody expected COVID. Nobody expected the, the things that we're seeing. So I hope we get an opportunity to see the Johnsons and versus Wheeler. And, and, and I hope that one day, you know, somehow that, Maybe we see Van Dam try to win a fifth classic. You know, I, I hope. Love it. I would love that. Like I, I, you know, I get labeled as a lot of things because I am passionate about my opinions and things. And you and I said this: the, the strangest thing for me is the choosing of sides. And and something happened to me this week, and I'm not going to go into super detail. But I, I had a guy that didn't want to do boats and pros because, and it's and it's a friend, and he didn't want to do boats and pros because of my opinions. And he's an MLF angler. And look, I understand. I mean, I, I get it, but I'm still Luke. Yeah. And he's still him. And and have you experienced that any? Like you're talking about you and Kevin, super, super close. And 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 I I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot. Have you experienced that though? Because if anybody 100%. had any ill will with Bass to leave, to form this organization, whatever, and follow it, like you are Bass, but you're the MC. You're not signing the checks. You you you're you're Dave. Like you're their buddy, you're making them look good on stage. You're, you know, it's the same with Zona. You got any ill will with Zona, or I mean, Lord knows my bosses drive me crazy at times. That that happens in life. But have you experienced that? A hundred percent. I mean, I think anybody that hasn't is lying. You you know what I mean? Either you haven't had real conversations with those people or people in your life. I mean, that's one of the things since we talked about Kevin that that I love most about him and Sherry. I mean, I would say. Other than the fact that we don't see each other as much, yeah. you, you know, our relationship is still the same. Like we've we've really, as friends, been able to move past it. You know, like the, yeah. I mean, that's it was great. weird that's at, the, at the classic. The first thing we did was get together, you know, for a drink. I mean, we had to kind of sneak away from everybody. <laughs> no, see the red really. dots on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but but there's other friends that that it's been affected. There's other friends um, that 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 hurts me, but I also. I think I'm man enough to know that that's okay. You know, there's friends, you know, and I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, He's a very high-profile guy that I'm very tight with, but me and him had a kind of a a conversation, you know, an almost an argumentative conversation where it's, you know, at one time he thought I was coming with them, you know what I mean? And I I didn't, and, and I'm thankful I didn't, but... It's real weird when those sides get separated, but but I also respect that out of our friendship, it's not over. Yeah. It, you know, if you look at, there was people when the FLW guys left years ago, there was people that literally fought and, and they couldn't, would never talk to them again. But time heals all. I love all those guys. I really don't have, yeah. have anything. Those anglers are the same dudes 
who I have that exact same respect for. I don't agree with some of their decisions. Did some of their decisions make me and a bunch of the Bass staff feel abandoned? Yeah. 100%. Yes, if you don't think it did, you're nuts. I mean, you guys aren't the only ones. You're not being truthful to yourself. That decision, their decision, affected a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Love it. And and you guys, and I did a podcast, one of the first podcasts that I posted on YouTube. Been doing this for three years. You and I talked about this too. And I've talked about this entire thing. Like I talked about all of it, but it, it was on iTunes and Spotify. A couple thousand people were listening a week. And then I started posting the video versions and then people started watching. It's last fall, really. And one of the first ones I did was Bassmaster Survives the Haymaker. Because I did podcasts questioning and nobody this is what I always love to tell people they're like you're such an MLF hater or whatever and I'm like actually I did a ton of these about man I mean I don't know I don't know what bass is going to do what are they going to do how are they going to fill this field how, how are they going to respond and one of the first videos I posted on here is a video podcast was you guys surviving the haymaker and and it was after the AOI thing when when fighter won and I'm like never missed a beat now, did you have to get some FLW guys? Did you have to build? Yeah, but the the plan that was put into place, it worked. It worked. And is it different for a lot of people? That it hasn't watch worked. It's working. 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 That's, that's fair. That's, that's, that's one fair. of the biggest mistakes yeah. that people yeah. make okay. in any yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all working. Pro- like, and I say that all the time. Look, look, bat, like all of this is basically a sandcastle. I feel like this entire industry because yeah. we all make a living for the most part off of people, mar- people's marketing budgets. Right. I mean, that's fair to say hundred uh, percent me, you both a ton of us and it's all can go away. I mean, it can go away tomorrow. Now people are always going to tournament fish. There's always going to be guys that want to get together to have a professional event, but, but saying it is working. That is a great point. And I appreciate you saying that said it worked. It's not over. It's not, it's not over there, but I think this work in progress, getting back to, I had a conversation, a good friend, Darian. So Darian made a post on Instagram during, um, championship Sunday or Saturday at Gunnersville when Frank won. And, and Darian and I talked two or three times a day. He's like my brother. And he made, he said, not to try to be Luke Duncan on this, but I missed the old days of the series. And, and he, and he said that. And I got people text me, tell you, man, tell him. And I'm like, it's his opinion. What do you mean? Because, he, because he the meant, guy that he doesn't know, he hasn't. That was it. That. He didn't, yeah, he didn't know that. the guys in the top 10. And he said, and, and Darian is 28 years old, 27, 28. And he grew up, and he's always been really close. Let me hit record on this real quick. <laughs> uh, but he's always been really close with Swindle. So he got to grow up around these oh, guys yeah. and, and, and be around them. So he was Kevin and Hackney and all, you know. Top 12s and Ike and all those guys, those are his fishing heroes because he came up right when that was just center punch yeah. and that's Darian's world. So he said, man, I would never miss a minute of this. You know, I'll be on the blog before there was live. Then he said, now I find myself, and he's not as into tournament fishing anymore either. I will say that in fairness. But, but he got a lot of flack from people uh, over saying that. But his point was he's just not as connected now because he doesn't know the guys. But like me, where I'm a fan of the entire sport, and I do watch BPT when I can because I've got friends there, and I watch every waking moment of live, and now I'm I'm invested in these guys that I didn't know because I know, and I told him, I, he and I talked about, it. I said, you've got to give them a, you got to give them a chance, you got to watch them, like because the fishing's not different, the storylines aren't different, like that story was incredible, Frank Town. 
two years ago when Frank, and he he won the damn points in the opens. He's not just some dude you went to Target and said, hey, man, you like bass fish? I mean, the dude won the points in the Central Opens. Which is one of the, arguably the toughest The Opens, well, both divisions, it's murderer's row in those things every year, man. I fished the Opens when I was a kid far before they were as competitive as they are now. And it is the hardest thing. I fished the effort, dude. Bassmaster opens were tougher than the than than FLW. Like, and you're fishing as Thrift and Scott Martin, all those guys when I was fishing. But the overall, the locals, the guys that are tr- trying to make it's so much harder now. So he and I had that conversation. In that, you've, you you just got to give him a. You got to watch it, man. You yeah, got to watch it. It's okay to say what he said, but, but it is. Play, and I told him that. That's the internet world where everybody wants to. Because I'll tell you what. I miss the old Elite Series. Of course. And I know people are going to be... But I also miss the 1994 Bassmasters with Bob Cobb, too. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) But that's... I mean, everything evolves, everything changes, and that's, I mean, really... That's life. We all need to learn to live and enjoy what's in front of you. And, I mean, if anything's been learned through this little thing, I mean, it was pretty cool what was happening at the Elite Series. No no matter what side of this you're on, when you look back... But I'll tell you what that's been replaced with. Yeah, you don't have guys who have won three and four Angler of the Year titles. You know what I mean? But what you do have is you have a row of guys standing backstage waiting to congratulate Frank Talley at an event where they all could have left. You, you have a dock full of families in the morning. You, and this isn't a slight on any of the families before. Absolutely. because. I mean, they were there. So many great families. Uh, the Howells. Uh, the, it goes on. Yeah. The crew of the Champions. They all grew yeah, absolutely. up on the Elite Series. They are the Elite Series. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, it, I mean, I, I hate mentioning anyone's name because then you oh, feel like, oh, I, yeah, I, I left this family out or whatever. But it's a different thing, man. It's a different yeah. thing to see Frank's family drive all through the night. It, it, it's, But it's because of that. And Frank's, you know, when you use the word youthful excitement, it sounds funny because, you know, Frank's 45. But it is a youthful excitement. I mean, those are a group of kids who are, that's a dad who gave up everything for his kids. He's better, he's a better dad than I am. Uh, Honestly, when I look at at what he did, I'm like, man, I shouldn't be MC and I should be just starting now. You know what I mean? Now that my kids are getting older. And that's what Frank did. But, But... all of those stories, and when you see kids, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the amount of people making their first cuts, and, and it's a youthful excitement. It's just, it's the same thing that, that Gerald and Skeet and, and Ike and Kevin and all of them talk about their glory days. When yep. they all they were, were those were all the punks coming up, right? And, and the Denny Browers are like, look at this. Can you imagine then, like Van Damme, how in your face aggressive? Can you imagine those days when Kevin's new on the scene, like how they were probably like, Get this. And from the north, when nobody uh, was. Gordon, absolutely. He's, he's the only he Yankee. I hate that term. But yeah, look at the, the Kalamazoo kid. It's JoJo Norwood. I'm sure he slashed his JoJo. <laughs> JoJo. JoJo gets a shout out. I gave him a shout out on the way. In. I saw it. Like a regular watching. thing. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, JoJo is uh, now internationally famous because no, but, Australia was watching. Uh, that's right. But, but Kevin, and Canada. You think, I mean, Kevin's never told me the stories. You can imagine the stuff he put up with that. Oh, my gosh. I could, I could imagine. But but I, that's what I'm saying. Get a front row seat because this is never going to happen again. You're no. never going to have, uh, I mean, 80 of arguably the best pros in the sport just take off just and leave. go another direction. And 
you know, when, when somebody's left, a whole bunch of bodies showed up. That's and, right. And what I said earlier. And there are more coming. It couldn't happen at a better time. If you look at what's happened with college fishing over the years, with the opens, oh. with the, the demand was overswelling. And when you look at these guys compete, you know they're ready. And, and you're right. There's more coming. More and, coming. And some coming back. I mean, it's. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, and I think we'll see how, you know, I talked to a guy last night that will remain uh, nameless. But he's he's um, struggling with his decision in that he is he fishes BPT he wants to and he's wants to fish bass but if he doesn't make it because they've given him an ultimatum he's like man I don't know that what to sucks. do it sucks that sucks it sucks it's business but that sucks and I and his his quote to me was this. He said, I'm really worried. He said, because of COVID, I was able to move some schedule things around. And he says, if I don't make it, if I don't get in, he said, I'm afraid it's going to get to the point where they're going to try to figure out a way to keep us from fishing opens. Or make you choose, which is what they're but doing how, now. How is that possible? Because it's them making the decisions, right? Isn't that it's exactly right? That's the, that's the problem. And, and his decision is... He's, he's going to risk it. He's going to risk it, man. And I think that speaks volumes to things that are going on. And look, everybody's got a different opinion. Everybody's got um, a different outlook on things. Certainly, like I said, the guy turned me down for boats and pros. He thinks everything I say is wrong. And he's over there living it. But I also know that there are several people that are over there that think I'm right. So it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, but it, it's also not about being right and wrong. I think no, and I've said that. I don't say these things because the right I think for that person that that's the thing that people forget. I make observations and give my opinion. I don't say it because I think I'm right or because I think I'm smart. I say that on here all the time. The things I say are I'm like that happened. Yeah, that well, this was going to happen, but now this is happening, and that's, that's what I spew here from yonder microphone. But uh, it, it, you're right. Like it's. I don't know, man. It's a crazy time, and I, I I needed this today, Dave, with you for lots of reasons, really, because two weeks ago, and I t- I've told you a little bit about this, I did, I gave my opinion on like that big five announcement and all that, and dude, no matter what I do, when I do those podcasts, people come out of the woodwork, there'll be forum pages about me, and I'm the devil. Um, It'll well, be like nine guys on there commenting. Huh? A little bit sometimes. That's kind of how a lot of viewers come to hear that. Of course. A lot of people come to hear that, and uh-huh. I understand that. Um, but but here, here, I would say this, and this is no offense to anybody, but if you only show up for those episodes, I, honest to goodness, like I don't care. And I mean that. If that's all you – and I had a guy, he said – Hey, fast forward on that episode. This was a comment. Fast forward to minute 16. That's where the juicy stuff starts. The rest of it's whatever. Well, the whatever was me talking about my family and talking about my sponsors. That makes the juicy stuff possible. And so when you see that stuff, I'm like, I don't care if you're ever watching it. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a lot of people every week that want to hear the family stuff, want to hear, you know, and that means more to me than saying something. People are like, oh, snap. Luke went off again. You know what I mean? Like, that means more to me. You, you can't be everything to everyone. You can't. That's, you can't. Yeah. So I just got to be me. So if I want to dip in and give my opinion on something sometimes and then do 40 podcasts in a row, 
But this is very this conversation we're having is very because you you get those. Oh. I'm sure you get those when you you pop FYI out. How does Bass react overall to your FYI? Did they ever get hate from from people that watch that that send back like your bosses something? The, the, well, I mean, first of all, the history lesson in FYI is that's part of the reason I got the job at Bass. Believe it or not, really? years ago. Long, long story, but I had a deal to bring Facts of Fishing, our half-hour fishing show, to ESPN. Okay. And and I was all excited. I was ready to make this send. You know that feeling. Oh, oh I'm going to send the press release yeah, out. Everybody in Canada's going to be like, oh, it's, it's going to America. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> um, and uh, at the last minute, they called and they said, hey, we've, we've acquired the rights for English Premier League soccer. So you're going to be preempted. And if you remember, that was one of the last few years that Bassmaster was on there. Zona was on there. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But for a new show to be launched, preempting isn't good. So I was super bummed. I'm like, man, we can't. We, we got to figure out somewhere to be on in the U.S. Like somehow to. Uh, so literally, I, I went to Spike, actually. I was this close to doing a deal no with kidding. incredible lady, Christine at Spike. She was, um, she, she. She said, I said, I want to put this show on. And I had a deal with ESPN and told her the whole thing. She's like, oh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Sold it in the old TNN. She sends me an email. She says, it's $50,000. And I'm like, I can afford $50,000. Then I found out it was $50,000 a week. And uh, <laughs> I'm, we stopped corresponding. Um, so uh, it was like two points. For all something. you kids out there, TV's not cheap. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I was like, man, I got to figure out some way to do something in the U.S. and make an impact and not have it cost us a ton of money because I really wanted to break into the American Jeez. market. So we started FYI, and that's one of the reasons that Mike McKinnis and Jerry McKinnis, apart from Mark Zona and Kevin Van Dam, begging them to hire me. Um, <laughs> but that, that was one of the areas they saw first, and the reason I stopped doing it 10 years ago, as soon as I started working for Bass, I'm like, everything I'm saying is, is going to be misconstrued, right? And then, uh, I don't know, during COVID, I mean... Uh, We're all bored. I did nothing for a long time during COVID, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, and one day I said, man, I, I'm going to do that. Um, and we started doing them, and we've got good feedback. They're but great. Bass, Bass doesn't seem to care. I mean, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, at some point, I'm sure I'll say something wrong. But I, I think they look at them as two different things. I mean, how much the world's changed, you know, with, with a lot of things, you know, like... I remember years ago when I, I mean, I've always grown up listening to Rogan's podcast, and, and I remember thinking, you know, as the UFC gets bigger and the Fox deal, That's and true. Being, I'm like, they're going to they're gonna shut down they're Rogan. They're going to kill but this, yeah. The, the world is, as long as you're being honest, as long as you're not, I mean, I'll just tell you what I've experienced and what I've seen. I'm not going to lie about anything, and as long as you're being that way, and you do it with a smile. <laughs> Not the angry elf that I am. No, no, because more people watch your stuff than watch no, my stuff. I don't know about that. But, it, but it, it's, I mean, I, I don't hate anyone. When I make a joke about Void and my miss, you know, that stuff like that, yeah. that's, it's my way of dealing with it. But I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a joke. That's what jokes are. Jokes in Comedy, offend somebody. Like, you're a comedic person. I, I'm, I try to be comedic. I'm also angry. I'm finding out more and more about uh, my angry takes. But my thing is, and, and you listen to a lot of the same stand-up guys I do, and comedy should be that way. You should be able to deliver the news because it is news. That's what I say about, you know, I've told uh, whoever I've had on here from BPT or whatever, and they're like, well, you talk about this. I'm like, yeah. 
It's because something's changing all the time or that's what's going on in the fishing industry. I'm reporting on it as I see it. So I'm sorry I could either just only talk about bass, but then you'll be like, that's all you talk about is bass, Master. I said, you know, like you said, you can't make everybody happy. Um, so I, I just think that in a comedic sense, because you do the boy, <laughs> you do the boy impression. And I think that it's it's nothing like and it Boyd. sounds no, I've known Boyd, I've been around Boyd however many times in my life. It sounds nothing. It sounds a lot more like Foghorn Leghorn yeah. than it does Boyd, but it is because Boyd has given interviews where he's like, Well, here's the deal. This is I wake up in the morning piss excellence. I mean, it's it's kind of that kind of thing. Well, well and you're when you do that, I'm like, it it's a caricature, right? Like that's the thing. It's a caricature of what really happens, and that's what comedy is. But do you get shit over that? Do you get? Uh, <laughs> I didn't see Boyd when I was in Gunnersville. Um, no, and I love. I mean, I've spent time with Boyd over the years, and I, it's nothing against him. It's it's a comedic role. Yeah. I, but sometimes I wonder. I wonder if Boyd doesn't say well. Like I, if I'm yeah. with Boyd, I'd no longer say well ever. I mean, it's kind of like hey, you never hear me say hey. Every Canadian says hey, but because every American made fun of me for so long, I stopped. But it's obviously, honestly, tongue in cheek. I mean, I'm it being is. honest, but but I do feel the same. Like the, the the thing I did a few weeks ago where I did it in front of Boyd's <laughs> marina. I mean. I mean, number one, boy got a bunch of free advertising. I stood in of front of course, his sign. Man. And it was People just talking about kind of tongue-in-cheek. I got to go. I got to right shoot it somewhere there. on the road. It's right there. Um, the weird thing is if you listen to the video, you can hear the security dog or it's a dog in the, barking in the background. Um, but but I, I do feel that. I, I think it sucks. I think it sucks that that the Forestwood Cup's gone away. You know, as a fan, yeah, I mean, me. I, I don't understand why they made those decisions. But like I said in the video... It's their decisions to make. But That's right. They're writing the checks to make the decisions. So here, here's what I – and I've said it on here many times. I don't agree with what they did. I knew it was coming. I don't fish FLW anymore because of it. So for me, any FLW angler, if you want to bitch about what they're doing, if you're over there, you got a choice. There are choices. I made mine. I've been more public about it than you got to be, obviously. But – I saw it was, and, and this was before the cup went away and all that, but I just was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. Like when I started hearing, like FLW told us, hey, this is potentially how, I'm like, eh. like I told my wife coming home from Champlain, I said, I'm done. I think I'm done. So if this goes like I think it's going to go, she's like, oh, Luke, you love it. I'm like, I do. I said, I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that's for me. And a lot of people don't even know about those conversations, obviously, because they're, they're private, but she she knows me and my love of tournament fishing. She's like, I think you'll miss it. And for me, this year, of course, 2020 was crazy. I, I really haven't – I miss the people. But I haven't missed, like, the craziness that is what's going on there within that organization, the BPT's guys fishing, like, all that. Like, I don't agree with any of that. I don't. And I wouldn't – if I was there, I would have not have been – like, they think I'm bad on here not fishing. If I would have been fishing, it would have been even worse. You know, and I've got I've got a lot of dear friends that are still over there trying to do it. They've got careers there, and I and I get why you stay. But we all have choices in life, though. And nobody should be judged on those choices. No, if that's where you listen, I tell anybody that comments and like, hey man, I like to watch both. I love bass fishing. I'm like, guess what? I watch both when I get time. If they're both on, I watch both. I I've I mean, like you said, COVID. There's been a lot going on. I've I've spent times watching. 
Marty Stone in the water more than, you know, truly. Like, I, I've I've watched all that. Uh, and I tell fans that, I'll, listen, I don't do this podcast to try to get you to choose. I don't do this podcast because I hope they go out of business. My favorite thing, you want them to go out of business. If it, truly, if one company or the other goes out of business, ultimately for me, you work for one of the companies. So I, I know you, you, you probably have a different opinion, maybe. But... I don't think it's good for the industry. I damn sure know it's not good for all the guys that changed what they were doing to go do it if it goes away. So, and and for an organization with the history of FLW, like if they fail, that really sucks because the BFLs are a time-honored tradition in this country. BFL All-American is one of the greatest tournaments, hardest tournaments to get to, hardest tournaments to win. It's right for me. I've said this. Classic Forestwood Cup, Federation Championship, BFL All-America. They're right there. They're, they're big marquee events, right? So if that goes away, the Toyota, like FLW was a good thing. It was a good thing. So if it fails, it's not good for the whole industry. There's going to be a lot of guys. There's only no. so many spots in the opens. <laughs> no, it's only so many spots on the, you know, so it would be horrible. Um, and I do feel like some decisions were made by some of the brass there Hoping that it would hurt bass. Like I, that gets I mean, said, you can't argue uh, that. I mean, right, the schedule's yeah, on top of, of ours. Course, of course, like I, I think, like they want to be the only thing, and that is bad for the industry if that's the case. Either either way you look at that, so that that's where I really, you know, I kind of take up. Like this is, I really get going on that. Um, but no, I don't. I don't talk about. It. I want to the guys that fish that are friends. So they feed their families, man. I hope it works that, out. I hate that they're being put in a situation. You, you know what I mean? Like I've talked about the reverence and respect I have for everything those guys yeah. went through. I hate that they're being put in a situation where they have to even think about no this. Doubt. You're at the point of your career, like a Josh Bertrand and people oh like that. Like, like you're you're at the point of your career where now is it's time for you to make hay. And all of a sudden, all of this has it's come like a roadblock almost. And, yeah. And, and it's not fair. It's not fair to people, but, but it, it I and mean, Bertrand, I don't know, Josh, you, uh, you probably know a lot better. Him as right. I'm saying he, he may love guys. it. Like he probably, yeah. all, it's like Justin Luke, Lucas told me, he's like, look, man, I, I'm sticking with it. It was my choice. I'm sticking with it. And I don't I agree with that. I do too. Start what you, you know, finish what you start, whatever. Like there's arguments either way. There's arguments, with like Swindle and Ponic, there's everybody's got their opinion on that, right? Um, so we'll see, buddy. I think that's I think that's uh all we can say. Let me leave we'll you say. with the most bizarre fact ever. Okay. I was just thinking about and we've this. got to make our announcement too, because we started to and we got sidetracked, but go. FLW, the former league worldwide, as I refer to it as now. <laughs> but the former league worldwide, which which <laughs> pains me to say that because although I work oh, for Bass, man, I know. Um, I hate that it's gone away, but how bizarre is this when you really think about it? Okay, so they're not saying those three letters over there anymore because it's it's they bought it and it's they yeah. knocked that house over and the new house <laughs> is better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're not saying FLW. Right. Ever, ever again. Ever again. Ever again. The anglers over there won't be saying FLW. Is it bizarre that maybe the guy who will say FLW the most moving forward is actually me when I introduce <laughs> people like Clark That's Wendell true. three times? That is very ironic. FLW Cup, you, you know, really? Angler of the Year and stuff like How bizarre is that when you really think about it? Like, it's very think, bizarre. Think but. about those titles. David Dudley said this on this very podcast. He said 10 years from now, and this is before the name change, will those titles 
No. Matter. Because it's like they never happen. Once it's Big Five, if that continues to be Big Five, if that even if it's really successful, whatever, Big Five, nobody's going to remember what NFL did. Nobody's going to care that Andy Morgan won however many. You're going to try to explain to somebody 20 years from now that David Dudley was the greatest person to ever pick up a rod and reel in NFLW history? What was, F, what, what was FLW? That's the sad part about it for me. Bass and Dudley said it. Top 150s. They were oh a big deal at the time. Absolutely. Who talks about them now? Nobody. Top 100. BP Top 100. All that. Gone. It just goes away. It's rebranded. You know. And like I said, Bass has done it. Elite Series. They threw away that old, that moniker. You know. What was it? it took the dots out. Yeah. That was a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. They have the, 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 the dots in between the legs. Jerry and, and Don and Jim, yeah. they put them back. They, they, the they back. put them back, and it was a very – that was part of their campaign, man. They were like, we're, this is a member-based organ. It was very cool when they, when they took over. Um, but we'll see, buddy. That's so very what cool. What are we doing? Like, are we going to okay. decide it or are we going to – I think we're going to – I think we're going to – First gonna, of all, do, do people want us to continue to correspond yes. or has if this you're been still horrible? In the, if you're still in this conversation – a lot. So Mercer and I said this wasn't going to go long. I said that actually, and I knew we would get rolling. It was great. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're still here with us, comment below the YouTube thing. Comment below if you think that Dave Mercer and I should collab, as the kids say, collab. So Mercer and I have an idea. We are huge podcast fans, and he does the FYI videos. I do Low Budget Live, and I'm trying to expand Low Budget Live. Y'all know that. I'm going to try to do a few more episodes of these a month with more than fishing. Dave and I have an idea. We want to do a podcast together, mainly on YouTube video thing. We'll we'll throw some audio up for y'all too. LD and the MC, working title, but we think that's what it is. This is Dave. That's Dave's idea. Anybody says I'm narcissistic. LD first was Dave's idea. He, he wanted to be MCLD, and I was like, LD <laughs> and the MC sounds a lot better. I mean, my name's not even in it. That's how unnarcissistic I am. Oh, he's the best. But I do have a hat that says Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> he does. I'm he does little, have a, a Boom Shakalaka hat. I'd like to point out, he's wearing his own freaking merch. Yeah, yeah. It, which, by the way, uh, Low Budget Live merch will be available soon. Uh, <laughs> mine is, and it's cheaper. <laughs> I don't even know. How much do you sell that for? I don't I don't even know yet. The website's not mine even finished. Be cheaper and better. His will be cheaper and better. But we have this idea for a once a week, hopefully, if we can pull it off. Dave and I, this will probably be the only time until the Classic next year that Dave and I are fortunate enough to be in the same place. We're going to film the first one today, we hope. And we have an idea for a quick, short podcast. We're basically like where Dave brings topics to the table. I bring topics to the table. But you guys, as listeners and viewers, can email us topics. Hopefully, that's where we'll get to talk about a short and sweet 20 to 30 minute podcast. <laughs> and we're talking here <laughs> two, two hours later. And in that, not just fishing, because Anything. you're in life. If you want advice on terrible things, you can, we're going to sort through them. But we, we've got a lot of ideas for this. And we kind of, this was the point of this today. We were actually going to film one of these. And I'm like, hey, can we please do an LBO? Because I told my wife, that I was building this so I could have guests, and now I got guests. <laughs> and I've had two. The guys from the MPFL and Dave. And uh, y'all comment below if you think that's if you'll if you'll watch it. 
And it's not going to be LBL. Well, what if the comments are bad? Are we still doing it? Oh, hell yeah. Full sand. <laughs> I, you, if you think that I'll listen to comments. You need to get the hell better earphones. Oh, these white earphones. That's Those were uh, like $9.99 at, uh, at, at Best Buy. Uh, at a Forestwood Cup, RIP Forestwood Cup in Hot Springs, Arkansas, I actually purchased those. So uh, one of the one of the first LBLs. It's an artifact. It is an artifact. There you go to go in the museum of something at some point. So if you guys, if you're into that idea, we're thinking like a midweek upload kind of thing. And uh, that camera just ended. So we're going to have to go to this one and, and end this fast because I'm afraid this one's going to die too. Killing cameras and... Killing everything. Killing the game, really, Dave. I like to say, uh, but if you guys think that's a good idea, we are uh, we are here to deliver it. I think that's fair to say. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Facts of Fishing Dave Mercer YouTube Please. channel. Make sure you're following Dave on Instagram. This screw will, them Googans. <laughs> screw them Googans. Sorry, I really like Googans. Them, I actually do too. Uh, and I've had had Rob from Lunkers TV on here, and he's got a lot of guns, and he scares me. So uh, Brady's gonna get hurt though. I think Rob's going to do something crazy. Rob, I Rob. can't even speak his name. Me and him had a dispute once. Oh, really? But I, He's he, the one he, you don't done, speak of? No, he's done so much for that. Like, I, I really wanted to hate him, and then I read about his past and everything yeah. he's done. I'm like, I'm so much less of a human than him. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Rob's just... Hey, a, Rob. Hey, Rob. Uh, Rob has listened to some low-budget lives. He's been known to listen. Uh, so, that's it for us, Mercer. Dude, fist bump it again. You non-COVID have it. And... We'll something like better. that we'll get better. guys are going to take you out with Biloxi Blues as always I appreciate y'all make sure you hug your mama uh, coming up on one year since I lost mine this week actually so y'all be thinking about us uh, it's going to be a difficult week but we're going to get through it and uh, thank y'all for everything all the love and support all the time here is a song I wrote because I'm a narcissistic and I play it twice on every show Biloxi Blues Mr. Mercer it has been a pleasure my friend thank you here you go y'all starting all over and well and now this is this is the part where i act like i'm leaving the room but then i just really just walk behind the camera and turn it off i mean you invited me here and i'm still drinking this same warm diet mountain dew this water's in the fridge <laughs> thanks <laughs> did the did my assistant not tell you that <laughs> i think that was good dude honest you know what i mean and that's what you, uh...